The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but I'm even more excited for our guest today, he is a broker at the Exchange Commercial Real Estate, Alex Olson. Alex, how are you? And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. It's a great day. It's cold, but you know, that's all right. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we were just chatting. It's un- un- a little unseasonably cold. They-, they said something that we don't normally talk about on our weather channel this morning, which was ice down here. <laughs> um, not real sure what that is or what we right. can expect, what, but we'll-, we'll deal with it as it comes. But hey, seriously, thanks for, for joining us. Really excited to have you. Before we jump in, just in case folks haven't heard you, which I would imagine they have, but just in case they're hearing your voice, seeing your name and face for the first time, give us your origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and and what you're really doing these days. Yeah, so I grew up in the Midwest uh, here in the, well, not here, but in Nebraska, moved to Moved to Missouri. Uh, actually, speaking of the weather, I wanted a little bit warmer. It's a little bit warmer here than Nebraska, uh, believe it or not. And actually, my background was in uh, graphic design. And but I always wanted to be more business. I mean, I kind of had a business minor and some other things in college, and and looked to really kind of have more control of my life. But I worked in consumer finance, running marketing portfolio for a company for about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fun, but I was kind of looking for a new job for about 15 years. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, uh, then I fell in love with re- real estate, actually, when I built my dream house. My wife and I built our dream house, you know, just the financing aspect of it and, and all the creativity. I mean, real estate's everywhere. Before I became a broker, I actually invested in real estate and uh, bought a fiveplex, bought a duplex, bought some single family homes. I uh, still was working my, my day job. And then I found that I really enjoyed as a buyer acquiring properties. Obviously, I don't, I'm not a very wealthy person. So I used my talents to then go out and get my real estate license and help people do a lot of the same things that I was doing, but at a much larger scale. Uh, and so that's kind of where I came into the real estate world. And there were some um, downfalls in between there that kind of led to where I'm at now, but, uh, it's been a great journey so far. Thank you for your origin story. We always love a good origin story. It, it always reminds me again, and, and people are probably hearing me sick of hearing me say this, but it doesn't matter where you come from corporate background or out of school or whatever, you can get into real estate. If you have enough drive, passion, and know how to go find the research and stuff that you want. But it's interesting. You say you had a couple of downfalls and, and, not to say that's what you're going to talk about today, but it's really interesting. And, and part of the premise of our show, which is, hey, you know, you're not always successful in real estate, but here you are, you're still in it. You're still a believer in it. You're still helping others do it. And I love that. And that's really what we're here to talk about today. So going back to what you were thinking about when, when we invited you on the show, what stories pop in your head from challenges, struggles, or failures you had to overcome or see others over have to overcome uh, as it pertains to what you do? Yeah, I mean, there's so many which all of us have gone through, uh, but the biggest one is I banked a lot of my effort in investing in commercial real estate on 
Air, the Airbnb world. Okay. So I bought, as I mentioned, four single family homes. This is before I was a broker or anything. These four single family homes were large houses. They were all five bedrooms plus. Um, They're all located in the urban core of Kansas City. I was convinced that they were going to do really well based on some other business models and, and actual revenue that others had received. So I spent, you know, $20,000 per house on furniture. I spent probably on, on some of them, I even did some rehab, but usually they're pretty well turnkey just because that was the quickest and best way to get in. Anyway, as we all know, COVID hit number one, uh, which crushed the travel industry for a you know, long period of time. But then also, uh, even kind of before that, the numbers that I thought would happen weren't happening. And I had all this money invested in it. I, I leveraged a home equity line of credit. Um, I also took out a personal loan. I also took out another line of credit against a property I purchased on a multifamily side to, to make all these changes to it, to, to these houses and get them all ready. And the numbers just never really worked out. So I unfortunately came back to the, the, the owner on a couple of more lease purchase options. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't technically own them. Um, and I just kind of gave them back to this, to the owner. I said, Hey, look, I, this didn't work for me. Keep all the furniture, you know, you can have it back. And that was a very hard conversation because of all the money involved. Uh, and then I had on two of the other ones, I had to sell them and again, took losses on, on those because the furniture cost in and of itself just is astronomical. So I sold all those and I think I ended up really kind of wasting $150,000 on all this stuff. I learned from that moment on that anytime somebody says, hey, I want to invest in this and I want to put a piece of this as Airbnb, I'm going to say, hey, uh, cool, you can do that. However, here's my experience with it. And I've learned maybe some some tricks to that in terms of maybe don't go for a five bedroom house that costs $300,000. Maybe put it in one a one bedroom apartment in your 20, 20 unit complex apartment building. So that's my biggest failure from a real estate investing standpoint. That I'm really happy to to help anybody out with that kind of advice. Well, listen, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but it sounds like it's it's valuable advice that you've gained from that experience outside of things like COVID and the pandemic that no one really foresaw coming out. What else do you attribute? to the properties underperforming based on some of the research you had done initially? I think it was, you know, a lot of that was the, my, uh, and I blame myself for a lot of it and, and rightfully so, because it was maybe me hoping too much. So I wasn't conservative with my numbers, uh, which is a huge mistake. I had done really well on my uh, multifamily investments. So I thought I knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, and those had appreciated well. I got it for the right price. I had great rents in there. I, you know, increased all these different things and oh my gosh, it's amazing. But I was also a little bit desperate to leave my corporate job. So my hope was that I was going to use this to propel into real estate investing full time. And it really kind of fogged my true brain on the numbers. And so that is uh, something that, you know, I, I also tell clients, you know, in the brokerage world, hey, you know, this might not be a great fit for you. I mean, I'm happy to sell it to you, uh, but here's some other options that I think are better. Or what are you really after? You know, I see that this you're, you're after this. This is only a, 
you know, a five cap, what's your goal here? And then if I understand their goal, maybe it's a great product for them because, you know, fits what their goal is, but maybe we're looking, we should look for something else that's a little bit different. Always real estate is also, you know, just a continually learning experience. It's always changing. And, but that, that was the, the big outcome of, of this particular learning experience. Well, well, again, sorry that you had to go through it, but you know, one of the things I, I heard in there, and there are two things I want to unpack is I'm a big fan. I, I used to listen to, and, and on probably every other episode now, but I used to listen to it on a regular basis, this B2B sales podcast called the advanced selling podcast. Shout out to them. They do a fantastic job. Uh, if you're in any form of sales, I highly recommend it. One of their core theories is the theory of detachment. And you talked about having these deals kind of fog your brain and really wanting them and, and really hoping it could do what you're wanting to do. And I think back to those lessons I learned listening to their podcast and thinking through my own like B2B sales career and what we do now, you can't want a property more than it can perform. So you don't want to attach yourself so much to it and really, because it will, it will clog your mind on, can I really perform this? Uh, am I am I running the right numbers? Sometimes you can over speculate on things because you do really want to make a jump in your career or you want this particular property to do X, Y, and Z. They talk about it in the mindset of you can't want to sell something to a customer more than they want to buy it from you. So you can't have that uh, kind of attachment level to any one particular deal. I, it sounds like that's kind of a little bit what you were going through uh, with that mindset and letting the the thought of, hey, this will elevate me to a level that will get me to that next spot. Um, yeah. and, it, and it clouded the judgment a little bit. You know, it, it was a rough situation. Obviously, my, my wife was not extremely happy with that. But, you know, I, I think I owned up to it pretty well. I think that's the other thing you have to do is you got to own up to it, reflect on it, and look at, you know, how do you pivot from here? Life's not over. You know, everybody right. makes mistakes. And at the end of the day, it's only money. I know it's a lot of money. You know, I'm not a wealthy person and didn't really have the money to, to, to spend, but there's ways to pivot, which is exactly what I did with becoming a broker to really, to, to your podcast's um, point is to help other people make sure that they don't have uh, the same mistakes or at least um, not as large mistakes as what, what I've had. Sure. Well, and, and also looking back and you have this knowledge on, you said you're able and willing to help people. If they're looking for something similar now, if they are looking for that short-term rental opportunity, you have some knowledge and experience going through it yourself to give them advice. And I would imagine if you would were able to go back in time and give yourself some advice, maybe collaborating more so with somebody who had done some more short-term rentals, some uh, leverage Airbnb on a regular basis to be able to pick their brain and say, hey, take a look at this deal. What do you think about it? I would imagine if you were to go back then, that would be ideal. But even now, if somebody's looking to make a move into a different asset uh, type, like short-term rentals, you probably, and you don't have the experience, you probably want to go find somebody that does and pick their brain or partner with them. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you, even with your first time in the multifamily or, or any kind of asset class, uh, partner with somebody, do the grunt work or do the money or do, do whatever the, whatever you have, whatever your skill set is, just so you can learn from others' mistakes while investing. Uh, it's definitely possible. It takes work. Everything takes work to get ahead or to get even in this life, which is totally fine. I love for I love the challenge. And I think in real estate, you have to kind of love the challenge. I, I think you're right. I mean, you you can't go through 
your real estate career without any bumps or challenges because they're going to come up. We, I mean, we have over a hundred episodes that prove that <laughs> mm-hmm. things, things come up. You have to be, and, and this goes back to being like a really good entrepreneur. You have to be creative in, in your responses and how you handle situations and how you can look at something and say, okay, this is the situation we're in. How do we get out of it? And mm-hmm. it maybe is not a conventional way to do so. And that's where circling back a partner or somebody more experienced, whether it's a mentor, a coach, or an actual partner on your team is vital to have so that you can leverage their experience if you don't have it yourself. So now you're a broker, you're out here, you're helping folks find the right property. You're giving them advice on those types of things. Somebody looking in the markets that you support, what are some of the first things you give them advice on, especially if they're new or they're new to the market? What Mm -hmm. are some of the first things that you're giving them advice on? Yeah. So, I mean, my primary brokerage work right now is working with 1031 exchange buyers. So they're on a deadline and they're looking for something that cash flows. Maybe they came out of, you know, California, Colorado, Texas, you know, something with extremely low cap rates, you know, Charleston, wherever, wherever it may be, you know, they have nowhere, they have no idea where to go or, you know, who to talk to, what to do. A lot of brokers, especially in the, you know, one to $5 million range, uh, you know, they're mostly listing agents, which is totally fine. Uh, but our fo- my focus is on helping them. Hey, look, there's a property manager I recommend. There's uh, attorneys, you know, for whatever kind of structure you need on your deal. We have insurance agents that are going to be better than your, you know, your, your state farm or whatever your local kind of standard uh, single family home agents. We also have, I also have access to a local bank, which is probably the biggest key is local bank that can close something out. Any bank can promise you the world's greatest terms and, and all that kind of stuff. Having a local banking relationship that can close something out, especially when you're under a 1031 exchange deadline, because you can't risk that thing not closing. Otherwise, tax implications could be crazy. Um, and so that's the that's the first kind of key to that. And then, of course, you know, certain neighborhoods and cities and towns and all those kind of things are very important, and we're experts in those as well. But just really kind of giving them the buyer confidence that. I can, we can be the boots on the ground team for them here in the, in the Midwest. Well, listen, I love that. And folks, if you're listening at home, make sure you, you paid attention to what Alex was saying, because not only is he an expert in the area, but when you're partnering with a, a broker like Alex, you want to make sure they have the relationships and the knowledge of how you're going to successfully run the business. Not just, is it a good neighborhood? Is this, what are the cap rates in the area? Do they have the relationships to be able to help you manage this property? Whether you choose to use them or not, doesn't matter, but you likely will rely heavily, especially in a new territory, on a broker to help you find and mend those relationships that they've already cultivated and had. So uh, yeah. make sure make sure you're jotting that down, folks, if you haven't. Alex, Alex is one of the good ones. So make sure if you're looking in his area, reach out. But if not, if you're looking for other brokers, they should be able and willing to do the same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to have, uh, you know, and I have clients too that, you know, former clients or people like you just said that have never, didn't even use me, but they'll reach out to me and say, hey, look, you know, uh, who do you use, recommend for X, Y, and Z, or who do you use for property management? I'm having issues with so-and-so. And, you know, that's something that we pride ourselves on is, you know, always use me as a resource. I'm happy to help and give you as much time as I can, as much time as you're willing to give me, uh, because I know when you sell this property, when you buy another one, uh, hopefully you see the value that I can bring to that and, and we'll close out a deal together. 
Man, I love it. That's excellent stuff. Alice, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's, it's honestly been great to have you on and very valuable with the lessons that you're being able to provide for us. So uh, for those that do want to work with you, they maybe want to invest in the Midwest. They want to talk to you, connect with you, learn from you. Where's the best place folks can find you at? Yeah, so you can, the best way to get in contact with me is two ways. One is LinkedIn, you know, just search for my name, uh, Alex Olson. Uh, and, and you'll see my, well, I guess you'll see my face if you see my face. Um, but then the other way is to email me directly at alex at exchangecre.com. Uh, and I'm sure those will be in the show notes, but I look forward to hearing from people and use me for any kind of resource you want. Perfect. Yeah. And they absolutely will be in the show notes. So uh, we'll drop them there to make sure people can access them quickly. Again, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. I truly appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening at home. We'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.